beautiful shop with lots of things on offer. You don't actually have to pay for it. It's, this is a spiritual shop. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would feed us today, Lord, that you would give us those things through Pastor Kerry Kelly that we need, Lord. And we thank you through Pastor Kelly's preaching today that chains will be broken, that healings and miracles, come on, guys, and signs and wonders would take place in this place in the name of Jesus. The Lord, I pray a fresh new anointing upon Pastor Kelly as she speaks your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Morning, everybody. Morning. Morning. Everyone, all right? Yeah. So we are going to share the word of God together today. Um, I've got some PowerPoint slides, and um, yeah, I told you that PowerPoint is not my. I mean, you like reading PowerPoint, but I have the little baby work on it. There's other kind of like more face-to-face teaching. Let's get that the way. We'll take that down a minute. Um, so I just want to pray for you, um, you'll put your hand on your heart. Father, so I just want to pray for the body of Christ. I want to pray for every person that is here right now. I want to pray for every person that's going to listen to this message, um, wherever you send it to. I want to pray that you open their hearts, that you open their ears, that you open the capacity for them to be able to understand that we are living in time where in a moment, in a second, Everything could just change. But Lord, even though they seem like perilous times and frightening times of sun, we do not have to be afraid. And I pray for those right now that are listening to this prayer, that you fill their heart with God in faith, with love, with confidence, and that you remove fear, that you remove fear from our hearts, that we will be people of faith, that we will be people that go to you with the fears that we carry, Lord, that we won't walk around downtrodden, empty laden with the cares of this world. (laughs) but that you would fill our hearts with truth, with love, with possibility, and with hope. That God is the God of hope. That where there is no hope in your heart, I pray now, Lord, that you fill these people with hope in their hearts. For them to receive the grafted word of God, the truth of your beautiful word, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So how many of you have had a bad week this week? Can put your hands up? I'll put both my hands up, yeah? And my two feet. How many have had a great week this week? That's good. How many have had a great in the middle? So there is an example of we can all go through storms, or we can go through sunny days. We are all going through different places and different situations in our lives as we journey through the life. It's like sometimes we're in the mountaintop with the Lord. Sometimes it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Sometimes we're in the valley with it. What is happening to my life? Why has disaster just hit my life? Every person sitting here today, you're not just here by coincidence. You're not just here because you thought, oh, let me just come to church today. God knew you were going to be here, and God had a message for you. Do you know that God has a beautiful plan for your life? Absolutely beautiful. He has an astounding plan for your life. At present, all over this country, the body of Christ has been doing... um, a new strategy called determined. Uh, and it is something that happened in a place called Reading in this country, uh, I think about two years ago, where a church in Reading, they just went out in the streets and they started getting people born again, and so many people got born again, and they realised it just kept happening. So they took that um, same model that they were uh, doing when they were in the streets, and they just launched it all over the British Isles. 
And um, I must say, I was a bit sceptical. I thought, yeah, I'll go, I'll go. And we went together. We, we went to churches together in this local area. Um, and then we went out on the streets. And it was astounding. <coughs> it, was, it was just so astounding. God's been talking to me about us in this church and what we're going to do for him in 2020. Let the spirit of God breathe on what he's saying. 
So I was just yeah, meditating on this. And I was thinking, okay, Lord. So I'm to keep my heart. Something important to you. He said, above all things. So that means everything else that's in my life. There's something above everything that's going on in your life, in your health, in your family, in your situation. There's something important that's going on in your job. Whatever you're faced with, there's something above that. And the Lord says, above all else, guard your heart. Put a guard around it. Why? Because something's happening. Because out of that same heart, <laughs> the issues of life are flowing. And I looked at that word flow, and it means the issues of life are pouring out, they're gushing, they're flooding, and they're surging through your life. Just like your natural heart system's got the blood in it, going around, it's pumping around. Your spiritual heart has some a system also, and that is what is going through that system. That's what's surging through that system. What's going on, these issues that you've got. Maybe the anger that you've got. Maybe the betrayal that you've got, the unforgiveness. Maybe the sickness that you've carried. Whatever issues that are on your, in your life, they are going through the system of a thing called your heart. Your heart, the spiritual heart, is your emotions, your mind, your intellect. It's your soul. That's the part of you that's got your will. It's the part of you that makes your decisions. It's the part of you that's got your emotions. Every single one of us has got a heart. Just like every single one of us has got a natural heart. So what are these issues? But out of it are all the issues of life. They're flowing. And I was thinking, okay, what are, what are some of these issues? And these are some of the issues that I just come from. Some of that issues, issues come from broken friendships, don't they? Some of us have got broken friendships. Some of the issues we face, we've got broken promises. People have promised us things, promised that they would do certain things. They promised that they would take care of us, treat us a certain way. They've promised us, and it hasn't happened. Broken dreams. How many are sitting here have got broken dreams? The aspirations and the dreams that you have. They've become issues because they're broken. <laughs> Some of us have got broken marriages. We've been divorced, we're in marriages right there, they're broken. Absolutely broken, but we're just carrying on. Some of us have got broken bodies, we've got health issues, things are going on in our in our health, physical health. Some of us have got broken families, our families are just firm on. Everywhere we look, it's just issues. Issues, issues, issues. Some of us have got broken minds, we just feel we just we're overwhelmed constantly. We're just battling constantly with mental health problems, depression, being overwhelmed, can't handle things, can't handle situations, broken destinies. I'm supposed to be somewhere else in my life at this stage. I'm supposed to own my own house. I was supposed to have X amount of children. I was supposed to have done X, Y, and Z. Broken destinies. And all of these issues are flowing through your heart, your mind, your intellect. And they're a system that's flowing through you. Broken relationships. And then I put broken dot 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 because you can add your own brokenness to it. And I thought, oh, it's a lot of issues, that's a lot of brokenness. That's what I thought. Now that is a lot of issues. In the Bible, people had issues. In 1 Samuel, we see that Hannah had an issue. Hannah was a woman that wanted a child. But she had an issue of infertility. She couldn't have a child. And she cried out to God, cried out to God. David, King David had issues. He was an adulterer, a man of God, standing behind a pulpit, but an adulterer. He was a murderer. He was somebody that turned to the things of the flesh. And yet that's someone that God didn't even after his own heart. And you think, well, how, how is that possible? Because God is talking about, he's a real God. We deal with real issues in this life. I'm standing up here today, and this week has been awful for me. I've had so much battle to see through, to go through. 
Does that, does that, does that mean I can't preach the word of God because I've got issues? David had a lot of issues. He had a lot of things going on. He was a deceiver. He deceived the nation while he was standing and preaching. It took, a, I think, about a whole year, theologians say, before um, Nathan went up to him and said to him, you know, you've been caught. You've been caught, mate. Yeah, You're an adulterer and you killed somebody. And God's had enough. That's where we get Psalm 51 from, when David's calling out to God, forgive me of my sin, because I've sinned against you first. When you sin against God in your body, sleeping around with all different people, not honouring God, you sin against God before you sin against your body. And David said, I've sinned against you, you first, before he sinned against anyone else. David was aware of that. And this is how we get trapped sometimes, because we don't understand that the issues that are in our heart and in our life God understands and he knows about them. God's not looking at them and saying, okay, everything's all happening in your life, you're not a candidate for this. You're not a candidate for the blessing of God. That's a lie because we all are a candidate. So what is going on in your heart? I was thinking of my heart. Okay, some people have been, I think all of us can relate to this in some aspect. We've been sad in the heart at some stage in our life. Some of us can't be shattered. They're shattered. Like things that I spoke about before, shattered dreams. Shattered people come into your life and you think they're going to be a certain way and they're not, they shatter your heart. Other people, you go into their lives and you shatter their heart. It's not just one way, it's two ways. Look at the things we've done to other people and the things that we've had done to us. Some of our hearts are just dry. We are just dry. There's just, there's just no light. There's no fruit. There's no light. Things are just dry. And God looks at our heart. And he said, okay, out of this heart, your mind, your intellect, your emotions, you're feeling all of these different ways, and it's flowing through the system of your life. It's coming through your life. Some of us have had our hearts smashed like a hammer. I remember years and years and years ago, a member um, in our family was going through so, so much, and the Lord showed a vision of another person in the family jumping on their heart, and the heart was red, ruby red, beautiful red, and then the jumping kept on and on and on, and the heel kept going deeper and deeper until the heart turned a bit of blue, then black with the amount of pain that that one family member was calling to another family member. And that's the vision that Lord gave me. He said, That is what's happening. Some of us are just, we're, we're just plastering over stuff, yeah? We're just doing the best we can at the end of the day. We're doing the best that we can. That's how I feel sometimes. I feel, as a pastor, and doing what I'm doing, I'm just, I'm just doing the best that I can do. And the Lord says, I know, your mind, your mind, he calls me little one, he says, you're my little one, and I'm accepted by him. But sometimes that's what he feels like, just barely holding things together. And some of you feel like that. Don't worry, it's going to get better. It's not the room and Okay. Yeah, but we've got to be real because God yeah. is real. Yeah. God is real. Um, and just before I came up here, yeah, we got up to Nina and let her pray for you. That's what the Lord just said to me. And I went up to Anina and I said, Anina, pray for me. And the word of the Lord came through Anina. It reminded me of something the Lord had said to me through Pastor Bar, our last pastor that was here. The Lord had said to me that you are a pioneer. You're going to pioneer something different. And I remember asking him, Bart was a prophet. Bart was a prophet. He is a prophet of God. And I remember saying to him, what, is, uh, what do you see in my calling and in my life? And he said to me, it's something different. It's a different mantle. I haven't seen something similar to that. And God is releasing new mantles in the earth at this time over people. That means he's releasing new anointings differently. Differently. He's going to do things differently in and through you. Differently. 
And uh, the leadership just played on me. I, I wasn't in leadership, they just played over me and they said, you are a pioneer, you're going to pioneer something. Something different, something fresh. And they gave me um, uh, a song called Pioneer and I, and I play it from time to time. And when Nina just played over me, she said, you're pioneering something different. And we know that Brother said through the vision in this church that he's doing something different, he's doing something new. And we don't really know what the face of the church is going to look like. We know it's changing. It's not the same as it was, don't we? Things are changing. But one of the ways it's changing, God showed me that so clearly many times that today he really underlined it through that prayer that Nina played for me. One of the ways he's changing is for the people that are here in front preaching to be real to you. To be real, not to make a, um, a mockery out of the gospel, to say that this is perfect and everything's okay. And it's not the truth. The battles that people go through to preach this beautiful gospel, they're hot, they're raging. But you know what? God, if you stand in God, it's incredible. It's incredible. I said to the Lord on um, one of the days over the weekend, I remember just sitting down and I said to the Lord, this battle is raging, what do I do? I just, don't, I just don't know what to do. That's what I said to the Lord. I don't know what to do. Within 30 seconds of saying that to the Lord, this text came through. It said, this is the text that came through within about 30 seconds of me saying that. Joshua Paul, the Amphibianites, Moses had ordered that Moses and Aaron and Ur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hand, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hand, the Amalekites were winning. Moses, Moses' hand grew tired. Then they took a stone and they put it under him and they sat on it. Aaron and her held Moses' hand up on one side and then on the other side so that his hand remained steady for sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword, the word of the Lord. That's what came. And then this is what the message was. As I was praying, this is from Richard Springer, as I was praying, Kelly, I felt God saying that we as a church need to keep on holding up in prayer through the battle. And if we do this, he will give you and us the victory. Now, that is the power of a united God, united with you in spirit, but you're united with your brother and sister. We're part of each other. We're not in this battle alone. We're not, we know the war is won, but we have battles, don't we? And some of those battles, the Lord specifically said, this is my battle. Some of you have had battles in your physical health. You've battled. You've battled with, Lord, am I going to die? Am I going to live? The people that are sitting here now that can see that a battle with cancer overcoming and they're still being challenged with it in certain areas, but you're still living, you're still alive. Because there's people that haven't battled with the cancer that died yesterday. They're already in eternity. They died 10 minutes ago. People all over the world, as I'm talking, are dying. Not of cancer, just natural death, accidents. Some people all over the world are dying of cancer. But the reality is, none of us know when that time will come. When the Lord takes us out of here. And what the Lord wants us to realise is be ready, be ready in and out of season, be ready any second, any day. And let your life count. One thing I know about my life, and I've known for decades, and those of you here that have known me for decades, my life is not my own. My life is to give away. That's why I'm alive, to give away what I've got. I didn't just come up with that just because I've been a pastor here for a few years. And you hear me say that all the time, to give away what we've got. I've been doing it for decades. That's, that's, that's why I breathe, to give away this anointing, this beauty, this life that we have in us, to give it away. 
to people that are dead, to people that have no hope. They have no hope and they don't even know that there's a God of hope. And we shut our mouth. We're silent. How is that possible? We are silent when they are in front of us in need of a saviour, in need of resurrection, in need of hope. Don't let that be said of you. Freely you have received, freely give. Freely give. Look for ways to give. Look for opportunities to give. The time is short. Some of our hearts feel okay. And that's okay. God wants us to feel okay. Some of our hearts feel whack. We know that we've got darkness in us. We grapple with darkness. There's dark areas, things that we're challenged with. Whatever condition your heart is, the Lord loves every one of those pictures, but he loves every one of you. He loves every one of you where you are, in this part of the journey that you're at right now. Whether you grapple with road rage, whether you grapple with lust, adultery, whether you grapple with anger, whether you grapple with pornography, hatred, mental health problems, same-sex attraction, whatever you grapple with, God accepts you as you are, but he doesn't expect you to just do things on your own. This is what he said to me. We, all of us, we're a breakthrough church. This is a breakthrough church. We are the church. Not the building. People are the church. We are a breakthrough church. Breakthrough. How much breakthrough has come to you into your life by the Holy Spirit since you've been a part of the kingdom of God, since you've been a part of this church? Think of what God has done in you, through you, in your families. The family restoration that has happened in this church. When some of your children were losing their minds, my children have been on their deathbeds and God has raised them up. Think of what God has done through the power of the life that is in this place. When you come here, you come into a realm. You come into the fullness of what God has got for you in this season. Don't think you're just coming to church. You're just setting up in the morning. You're just a musician or you're just doing a bit of preaching or you're just doing a bit of reading. Oh, I'm just doing what um, you know, I've been asked to do. It's bigger than that. It's a bigger picture. It's bigger than you. What God has got in store for you, it's about you first always, loves you. But then there's other people you can affect. There's other people you will affect. And their lives will never be the same. So how has God done this? Breakthrough has come into our lives as the Holy Spirit has been building. Through what? The seven hours. He's been building through righteousness. Righteousness means that you stand right in front of God, not because of you, not because of anything you can do. You stand in the righteousness of God and God makes you right with you. Because of the blood. You can't make yourself right. Righteousness. It holds us together. Restoration. Some of us have come here and God has restored our lives. You've heard me say before, I used to come here, sit at the back there and just sit and criticize. I was so broken inside. My life experiences up to then was just, it was just abuse. It was just heartache. It was just terrible. I wanted to serve God. I wanted to carry on loving God. He will not do people. Do that. That's what I did anyway. I came here, sat at the back, and I thought, I've had enough of your people, yeah, but I want to serve you. I want to love you. I want to. And then he slowly restored my life, restored me. My life was shattered, intacted inside. The same part that we're talking about my will, my emotions. Nothing left to give. Nothing left, just broken. Rejoicing. How many of you rejoice? Worship is your thing. When you rejoice, you're free. You're set free by rejoicing. I've come into this place before and just about barely got up that day and just rejoiced with the people of God. And through that, God has just brought healing. Why are rejoicing? Why are we sitting here like that? That's not working. He's working in those children and you think, when are they going to change? Oh my God. Is it always going to be like this? Is that home? 
dealing with those situations in your education, in your workplace, in your family issues, in your own personal issues, what you're struggling with. God is doing things. Revival. Wow. Revival. God has brought revival in your heart. The hearts of the people in this place, you've been revived. You've seen it on the, on the telly when you, um, you get the 999 call and they go and the, the person has just got cardiac arrest. What do they do? They get that um, the machine out and they revive the heart. And when they revive the heart, what happens? The person gets life again. They come back to life. Revival has come to your heart. Don't be selfish with it. Don't keep it to yourself. All over the world, God is pouring out his spirit. His fire, his love, his beauty. Where the fire of God is, not from the scriptures, wherever the fire is, that's an indication where the Lord is. He always turns up with fire. The fire of passion. To preach this gospel with passion. I don't want to preach this gospel with... Okay, here is the word of the Lord. And this is what I'm going to say to you. I want passion. I want fire in me. I want to live it. I want it to be over to you. I want you to be picking it up. I want you to be receiving it. The passion of the Lord. Because he's worthy of that. He's worthy of my life. He's worthy of your life. He's worthy that you should serve him fully. Any second, any moment, he can take our breath from us. You think you woke yourself up this morning? Yourself? You're deluded. God woke you up this morning. God is giving you breath right now where you're sitting. In a second, in a moment, he can take that. He can take that. He's given us life for a purpose. Make your life count. Make your life count. I heard um, um, someone being interviewed yesterday and they said, if a book was written about you, what would you want it to say? And I was thinking about that for myself. And that's what I would like my book to say. She made her life count. I want my life to count. I want to leave a legacy of freedom that we serve a God of freedom. We serve a God that walks with men, walks with women in the midst of us. The change is alive in a second, in a moment. Some of the people sitting here now knew me before I was a Christian. I've got two really good friends here that we went on our first holiday together when we were 17. Sarah sitting there and Claudia, our first holiday when we were 17. They would tell you how selfish I was, how I lived. That's how I lived, yeah? They could get up here and preach with me, I'm not going to, right? And tell me that. I lived myself. And I went on like that for years and years and years and years. But when I encountered God, God changed me. He gave me a new life. I didn't have to live like that no more. But what they didn't know at the time, how broken I was from childhood stuff, they had no idea. Because how do you, you don't talk as, as a 17 year old, you don't tend to talk about your issues, do you? You just live your life. But I was broken. I was so broken. I was so cut off. I was so shut down emotionally from things that had already happened to me. And that's what happens to us these issues that affect our lives from childhood, still lingering around our lives. Still throttling us, still keeping us down. It's time to give those issues over to the Lord and realise that there is hope. This place is a place of refuge. I've come here before and I'm, I'm safe. I'm safe. Lord, just get me to church. I'm safe. I'm safe when I'm there. It isn't because of this building. It's because of what we walk into when we're together, when we're in one. A place of reaping. We've reaped so much blessing and goodness in our lives as the children of God, as coming together. Have we? We've the blessing of God and the, the place of rest. My life now, I can live from that place of rest. The place of rest comes from, do you make sure every day you go to God and you live from that platform. That is where you do everything from, a place of rest. 
My leadership, they always go on up there, but you should take down your lead, you should take more out your lead. And that is right, we should, you know. But for now, what I do, I do that from a place of rest. I don't feel overwhelmed. You know um, what it's like when you're in work? You think, I've got to have a break. I just, I just need a break. Even when I have a break, I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out so much. I'm supposed to have like Mondays off. Because of what happens on Sunday, I get, I get out Monday so excited. I just think, I can't, I just, I can't, I just got to leave track. There's so much that happens Sunday and I just feel overwhelmed and I don't know when my last session is going to be. That's how I live. I don't know when my last month is going to be. I want it to count. I don't want to be entangled with the things of this life and the things of this world entangling me. I want to give away my life. I want to give it away to set people free. What else has God changed us with? The fiery love and fiery faith that comes from him. Like I said just a minute ago, where the fire is, God is. God turns up by fire and he gives us the love, the love that comes from me. We can't understand it. We can't understand it. We were at prayer on Wednesday. These Wednesday prayer meetings in the middle of the week, they are life changers. Words come and it changes people's lives. We prayed for someone who was coming to church for a bit and we haven't been there for a while. And then we just started praying and the life of God just fills the room so that we can stand in agreement over that enemy that's been harassing her, so that we can stand in the truth and give away the lovely love that God has given us. And one of the prayers that came up was, Lord, bring her back and we will love her. When I heard that, something went into me. And I thought, that's what this church does. God brings people here and we will love them back to hell. Haven't you experienced that yourself? Some of the issues that we've had, some of the things that our families have gone through, we've been able to come together and God will love us back to life. It's unique, it should be valued, never taken for granted that God is working in your midst, working in your circumstances. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 is something that God has put over the ministry. Grateful over our issues and brokenness. Now the hope starts. Yeah? This is the God of hope. <laughs> Romans 8, 28 says, and we know, how do we know, right? I'm going to read it first, and we know that all things work together for good to those, there's a condition on this, sometimes we just babble this off, we just say it out of our mouth, all things work together for good to me, no, they don't just work together for good to you, it's not just about you using the word of God, you do what you want, yeah, go out, do what you want, live terribly, hurt people, I don't think it's going to work out good for me. No, it's not. It's not. All things work together for good for those that love God. If you love God, what did Jesus say? If you love me, you will obey me. Yeah? If you love God, that's where you can see if someone loves God. You can't see my heart. I could be up here and my heart could be rotten. And yet I'm still up here. There's um, professional speakers all over the world. Yeah? You can't see my heart. But what you can see is the fruit of my life. What I can see in you, I can't see your heart, I don't know what's going on in your heart, but I can look at your life, I can see what you leave behind you, and that's the indicator that God gave us. So all things work together for good for those that love God, you love him, you love him, and to those who are called, according to his purpose, not your purpose, your life is not your own, some of you live like your life is your own, you do what you want, when you want, I don't have to be told up, I don't have to um, give accounts to nobody, yes you do, and you're either going to do it the easy way or the hard way. You do not humble yourself before the Lord, the Lord will humble you. The Lord will humble you. Someone said to me recently, last week, something I've noticed about you, Kelly, 
It's like you're you're humble. I'm not humble because I'm not humble because okay, that's that's, that's my uh, list of qualities. I'm humble because I don't want to humble me. <laughs> yes, I'd rather do it myself. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm not listening to God. He's warning me. He's telling me things, and I don't want to listen because I want to do things my way. I've seen it in people's lives. I've seen the way God will humble somebody. From the, the from the kings to the pauper. If you think you're living for God and you do not listen to God, you will not humble yourself. Fine. Let's see how you get on with that because you will be humble. It's better to humble yourself than to wait for God to humble you. So if you're called according to his purpose, that's your life. Give your life over to God. Whatever you want to do, however you want to live, live for God. Live for his purposes. This is what God shows us. We are broken, yeah, we're broken vessels, all of us. We've all fallen short of the glory. We've all fallen short. We were all born. When we came out of that womb, we were all born into sin. Yeah? You love me, and then after a few years, you grow up, you grow up, you get socialized, you get your parents rubbish on you, a lot of us, you get your relatives rubbish, you go to school, all of these things. And then, by the time you get into the adolescence, and then you grow up, and you think, oh my gosh, you've got so many different voices talking to you. And many of us are broken by them, so broken. And God takes our brokenness, what does he do? He transforms it into his glory. Pastor Tina last preached, when she last preached, she preached about the crushing. That out of the crushing and the things that we go through, we might come beauty. Out of that crushing comes the oil. To get beautiful and lovely oil, you have to crush those olives. They have to be crushed. Second Corinthians 4, 7. But we have... This treasure, what treasure? The glory, what God puts in us. We have this treasure in jars of clay. That's what we are. We're made of clay to show that it's all surpassing power, the glory, the anointing. It's from God. It's not from you. Just like when you see a pregnant woman, she's carrying a child. God has put his glory in you. He trusted you. If you've just met God and you don't really know him that well, you think, what is this all about? It's about freedom. It's about you having a life you've never had before. It's about God going into your life when you weep, when you're weak, when you have no hope, bringing strength and bringing hope. So your life can make a difference in a way you've never ever imagined before. So your life can be mended. And in that brokenness, God takes that brokenness and binds you up, binds you up with love, with friendship, with a life that you never had before. In your darkest of darkest days, God will come and He will shine His light into it. This is freedom today. This morning, let's say, put up on the worship um, team. He wanted to sing another song about freedom. He said he, he was on his heart yesterday. He just said, Oh, this has been in my heart since yesterday. And then I said this to um, the worship team that this was one of the slides of today. This is the freedom that God brings to Isaiah 61. When you come into this is the vision of this church, Isaiah 61. And this is true of you, it's true of me, it's true of those who are ministering. Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. I'm proclaiming it over me. He's on me, yes? You proclaim it over yourself. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. Why? Because the Lord himself has anointed you. Anointed means that's God's sanction, that's God's approval, that God's blessing and hand on you. God himself has done that. He's anointed you to do what? To do what I'm doing now, proclaim good news. People don't need to know about their sin. They know how dark they are. They know how twisted they are. Yeah? 
Right now, you don't need to stop someone in the street and say, you are a sinner, you're going to hell. They know what they're living like. They need to hear something good. It's good news that I've got to tell you. That God has a plan for your life. That God can shake you up and change your whole life and your whole destiny. We are preachers of the good news. We have a privileged position. We have the answer to the ages of dinner to proclaim this beautiful gospel. To proclaim good news. Who to? To the poor. Not just the poor that ain't got no money. The richest man driving around in his gold was poor. Poor in spirit. Haven't got a clue what's happening. Worshipping a statue, going to buy a statue out of the shop, and then going home worshipping and asking it to help him. Yeah? That, this is how deluded some people are. But we all live like that. How many of you like, I've got to read the stars today? Remember those days? Got to read the stars? I'm a Capricorn. Oh my gosh, don't get on Taurus. That's how we don't get on. So we were all like that, we were all deceived, we were all walking our own way, with all these different voices coming into us. But the reality is when we get the spirit of the life that comes from God, we have a new journey to go on. And God helps us, we're all at different stages of the journey. But so long as you're on the road, you're okay. So long as you're on that journey, you're okay. You don't have to be standing up here to be a preacher. You don't have to know the Bible and know where the verses are. If you're on the journey and you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you're okay. God will get you there. What he started in you, he will finish. The work that he starts, he can finish. He doesn't start it and someone else has got to finish it. The work he starts, he will finish. He has a beautiful family. He has sent us to bind up the broken heart. It's beautiful. Your brokenness, your issues that are going through your life, there is hope for them. You can give them to God today. We are here to proclaim freedom. There is freedom for your issues and your circumstances. Freedom from activity. Some of you are in prison. You're in prison to your anger, your rage. You're in prison to your drugs. You are in prison to the way you do life. You're prisoners still. God wants to set you free from them prison by the preaching of the word of God. The Bible says that this word of God, to those that believe, is foolishness. They are like, what are the idiots? What are they doing going to church in the Bible? Why are they listening to the preachers? But the Bible says that this word coming out of my mouth is foolishness to those that believe. But to you, it's the power of God unto salvation, unto deliverance, unto freedom, unto recovery, unto restoration. So we have been sent to proclaim this freedom to the captive. Release from darkness. Look how much darkness is in some of your lives. Let the light of God come in so you can get free from darkness, from the prison, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance. God is a God of vengeance. Don't be mistaken, yeah? God is a God of love, but He's a God of vengeance. I've been in situations in my life where people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that person's done that to you. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this, 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 that? I need vengeance after God. He's much better than you. Much, much better than so I used to think, you know what, Lord, I used to send blessings to people, and I still do, I say, send blessings, but I can still say at the end of it, Lord, if there's going to be vengeance, you are the one to bring that vengeance, not me, because we will get into trouble. When we want revenge, when we carry revenge against people, it's like a boomerang. You give out that revenge, you give out that unforgiveness, you give out uh, that hatred, you give out that whatever it is, and it's like a boomerang. And when it comes back, guess what? It's more powerful than when it went out. Because you reap what you sow. You always reap more than what you sow. That's why it's always better to sow good seeds. Because it's the same way. The boomerang is the same. For good or for bad. That's the way God said from Genesis 1. 
Seed time and harvest, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will remain. Whatever a man sows, that is what a man shall reap. You cannot sow oranges and think you're going to get bananas. Whatever you sow, hatred, unforgiveness, uncleanliness, hatred, whatever it is, it's going to be like a boomerang. It's going to keep on back. So love, goodness, kindness, always there for people, committed to people. Never nothing's too hard for you to do because you do it in the strength of God. Guess what comes back to you? The same. The blessing of God will come back to you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thought that was going to be here today. She's done a poem or broken it. I thought that was going to be right. Really, could you come up with and read this for me now? I just thought that this poem is poem read out because it's another part of what God is doing in us today. To bring healing and freedom and deliverance from brokenness. There's a scripture when I was upstairs. When we were upstairs praying, there's a scripture that the Lord gave me. And I just want to give it out because it's for someone or maybe more people here today. And it's Deuteronomy 31 and verse 8. And this, can you just listen to this? Because it is for you. It can bring life and it can change your life today. It can bring life to you. And I'm going to read it from a few translations. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 8. The Lord will lead you into the land. He will always be with you and help you. Don't ever be afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid of the enemy. What that means is not people. It's the attacks when they come. Yeah? It's the pressure. You always get demonic pressure where the hand of the Lord is working. And God is working. You're always going to get demonic pressure. So what? Stand. And when you don't understand, keep standing. Keep standing. Another translation from Deuteronomy 31 8. The Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. The Lord is the one who's going ahead of you. He will be with you. He won't abandon you and leave you. So don't be afraid and don't be terrified. I've been in situations where I've been terrified. I've been, I've been terrified. I'm terrified. Lord, help me. I'm terrified. But the Lord promises that He will go before you. And the Lord, who is your leader, the Lord, who is your leader, He Himself will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Fear not, neither be dismayed. One more translation. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and don't be discouraged. Don't let discouragement overtake you. Don't be discouraged. When the battle is raging, the enemy is just going to be ballistic. You stand and worship God and stand to annihilate the darkness. And freedom comes. And the freedom of the living God comes. Do you want to read this out? It's a poem from Daphne that God gave us about brokenness. But before we pray, we just want to release what anything that God is doing and then we want to pray. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, broken bits, mended hearts. Broken pots, scattered on the ground, smashed, crushed, thrown anywhere. Sharp edges, jagged and rough, dirty, stained and discarded. What good are they now? The Lord picks them up, holds them in his hand, looks at them with love. He has a plan for those broken bits. He will create something new. Gradually, patterns emerge, pictures are revealed, the dirt is cleaned off and all is made new. We take our wounds, our scars, tears, and tears. Broken hearts form the cross. Jesus, crucified, takes them all. The misshapen shapes come together. 
creating the crop. Every piece of brokenness is there for him to repair and make new. Each becomes part of his suffering and sacrifice. All is made new, whole through him. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are our healer and you are the God that mends our brokenness. So I'm just want us just to close our eyes and just ask the Lord, do, do, does he want us to come forward? Does he want us to come up and just bring all our broken bits to the front, to the crumb, and just get some prayer? Asking just the Lord can even touch you. You know, there's something about moving to the front because it's faith. When we move, God moves. So if that's you today and you need healing, you need God to fix some broken stuff. You might be holding, I felt that strong grudging, even before Pastor Kelly preached. Grudging. If you're holding a grudge, God understands. But he wants to remove it because all it's going to do is like poison to your system. If you're holding something against someone in this room, you need to let it go. You need to bring it up to the foot of the cross because God can't really release you to the next season that he has for you. If you can't love your brother or your sister, you have to let them go. You have to let go of those people that hurt you. God is saying, just come. Come to the river. Come and receive my healing anointing, my healing oil. So just come. Whatever you need today, come to the front and let, let us pray for you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week. And God bless.